and thank you for tuning in to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, a Standing Stones actual play production focused on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, as always, we'll be playing Idiot Teenagers with a Death Wish, a hack of Blades in the Dark by John Harper, in which you play shapeshifters fighting a guerrilla war against a parasitic invasion. Playing with me today, we have August playing Adrian. Hello, I'm August. I waved at the microphone because I'm excited to be here. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. You can find my voice over on some other podcasts, one of which is Gay Space Rocks with Brian, and my pronouns are they, them. Jade, playing Kel. Hi, hello, I'm Jade. You can find me most places on the internet at jadeoxfordrose. I use they, them pronouns, and if you aren't already listening to it, uh, Escafil Files is the book club read-along Animorphs podcast uh, I do with Danielle, where they get to make uh, sounds of amusement and or distress at hinting at future events because I haven't read them before. It's great. (laughs) Richard playing Benny. Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. And Brian playing Dante. Hey, I'm Brian. Uh, you can find me on the internet at RoomwearePod. You can check out uh, the Discord for this podcast and many other podcasts. In the link in the description below, come yell about things. Um, also, there's Patreon. It's RoomwearePod.cash. I know it doesn't have the. I know it doesn't have this podcast's name, but it does only have this podcast as, a, as some kind of reward. So. Uh, just roll with it. I paid for the. <laughs> I have paid for the URL and it's sticking. Uh, <laughs> so roomwarepod.cash. Come toss us three dollars. You can get episodes early. Sometimes twenty four hours early. Sometimes earlier. Sometimes like an hour. I don't know. It's, it's weird out here, y'all. Do you guys know Kevin Nash has a weed company and he made a commercial where he drives around in a uh, Kevin Nash, the professional wrestler. Um, it's pretty, he's got, he made a commercial where he drives around like a little ice cream truck, giving people weed. It's a pretty good commercial. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns and you can find me on the internet at Red Talk 90. Uh, if you like our show and you would like to purchase some merch, uh, on a variety of different objects, uh, you should go check out a, our dear friend Izzy's merch store at Psychic Studios on Redbubble. Or you can just search DKPH or Dumb Kids Blank Hero and you should find it pretty easily. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, violence against children, sexual assault, domestic violence, or intimate partner violence, emotional abuse, self-harm, suffocation, drowning, and claustrophobia. Our veils, which are things we're okay with including but won't leave the camera on, are steamy situations, terminal illness, pandemics, and depression. Content warnings for this game include mind control, descriptions of bodily harm, body horror, substance use slash abuse, including alcohol and stimulants, violence against people who are in the bodies of animals, and people dealing with trauma often poorly. Uh, also, on this particular episode, we're going to put a content warning up front for discussions of genocide... Because of where we left off the last session. If oh, it, It's not our faults, y'all. Danielle didn't necessarily leave that cliffhanger, so don't blame Danielle <laughs> about this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. We are taking care of each other this whole time. Uh, so, you know, just expect things to be a, a little heavier than normal, potentially. Uh, so... 
last time you did the second half of your mission on the taxon homeworld you also had a we did downtime last session as well mm-hmm yeah so last session you had downtime uh dante and kel relieved stress um adrian and <laughs> adrian and kel had a conversation or two there was at one point a cuddle pile which was fucking excellent um adrian and dante got high that's yes. right that's yeah, that's we got what high excited on that weird we got right. high on millipede mushrooms that's right yes um and let's see oh you got a visit from a creature known as the droad who uh, just roasted him (laughs) (laughs) i distinctly remember roasting this near godlike alien yeah he he roasted you and then you roasted him back and he's like all right fine and disappeared Um. (laughs) (laughs) looks like somebody can't fucking hang frankly uh, and then you went on the mission, and you managed to build a particular kind of, like, ground thumper slash earthquake creator uh, to basically cave in the entire mining site on itself. Um, and you also gave the howlers a bad time, made them kind of run around a whole bunch. Uh, and... Pretty much as soon as that was done, you were just zipped back home with zero explanation or, uh, like, time to say your goodbyes or anything. Right. Or thank you. Or thank you. Or anything. Um, And we didn't get to keep the Howler ship. You didn't get to keep the Howler ship. Hopefully it will show up here. (laughs) <laughs> and a few however the fuck long takes for the taxons to get here yeah uh, and as soon as you reappeared um, everybody else unfroze and were like I thought you were going somewhere so clearly uh, however much time you spent over there you were brought back kind of the instant you left um, because time shenanigans mm-hmm. um but maybe so here here's Dante being like maybe it's not time shenanigans because like theoretically right now we exist in two places at one time assuming time streams at the time were moving like they didn't he didn't send us into the past mm-hmm. even if he sent us into the past we were existing simultaneously on the timeline at the same time mm-hmm. so I'm gonna absentmindedly stop dabbing at the bleeding from your nose as you try to <laughs> wrap your head around the folding of space time. <laughs> <laughs> think about Kel. Think about how much more powerful we would be if there were, in fact, four of us instead of two. Uh, you were <laughs> you were pretty pissed uh, because the Elemis didn't oh. show up. Was I weird? I'm so level headed all of the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean you specifically. I mean you as a group. Thought oh. <laughs> <laughs> you meant me specifically. I mean also you specifically. You are part of the group. Um, mm-hmm. everyone was pretty peeved because the Elemis didn't show his face when he brought you back. He just brought you back. And you were like, well, what the fuck about our end of the deal? Uh, and then, uh, Quaffigenavon came up while you all were kind of shouting a bit and, and was like, hey, I might have a solution to this getting Yerks out of head problem. Uh, I 
have figured out how to develop a quantum virus that can attack Yerks. Uh, and that's where we left off, is, is him dropping that bombshell. Uh, we pick up in the same, <laughs> right after that statement, um, the Andalites all react very poorly to this. Uh, they all kind of like stand up, rear back. Uh, the hork as well start shouting at Quaffid Genevon. Uh, everyone doesn't like the sound of this. What do you do? Like, just to, we have no idea what a quantum virus is, to be clear, right? This is the first time nope. any of us have heard the term quantum virus yeah. in character. But I feel like it's really easy to put context clues into place to figure out what it does. Yeah, but, like, we don't understand anything about the specifics. We've just been told, I, I could do a quantum virus that targets yucks. That's... Yeah, you understand that they're talking... about it. Yeah, you you understand that that Quaffigenovan is talking about bio warfare. I don't think you know the history of quantum viruses and the Yerk Wars specifically. Okay. How big is Quaffigenovan by comparison to like a regular human? Like half the size. He's like three feet tall. But also kind of a centaur shape, right? Yeah. Okay. Everything in space is a centaur, it seems, except for us humans, but I thought, okay. I thought, um, thought Quaffigenovon was sexy Mothman. I mean, he, I just kept calling him that. That's not... <laughs> I, I feel I feel like... I thought the art was bipedal. Um, not quite. Okay. It looks that way because they're small and kind of compact, but uh, here image yeah i just kept calling it calling him sexy mothman over and over again for a bit i think it's because the back legs are kind of hard to immediately spot with mm -hmm. the tail they're of the kind wings. of shorter mm -hmm. mm, okay oh yeah no i see my my discord search foo is uh pretty <laughs> strong today so yeah i think dante stands up <laughs> Uh-huh. Walks over to Quaffigenovan. Grips him by the like the back of the neck in that like I'm leading in like leading sort of way. Starts mm -hmm. sort of like dragging him out of the dining room. Okay. He goes um, along. Yeah. He he shoots a couple glances at Adrian. Like Adrian, mm -hmm. help. <laughs> yeah, Adrian's gonna follow because he's fairly oh. certain this is. Oh, gonna I'm just be gonna good. toss him out of the dining room and then shut the door behind him. I'm not doing anything <laughs> <other> than that. <laughs> and I think Dante returns to the table like that fucking guy every goddamn time, <laughs> not taking this suggestion serious. Like, of course we're not gonna do th this fucking guy. What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Every goddamn time we need a solution to a problem, he fucks it up. So why put him on the chore wheel? And he's also not good at that. He's terrible at cleaning. I'm sure he fucking is. He just doesn't do it. It's not that he's bad at it. He just doesn't do it. That's still being bad at the chore wheel. 
He's bad. He's not. I don't know if he's good at chores or not, He, but he is bad at chore wheel. I think Solon uh, kind of when you when you throw Quaffigenivon out, um, like doesn't relax, but like doesn't seem ready to start a fight mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Um, uh, I think Kaseth was uh, holding them back a little bit, uh, and they say. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're not taking his suggestion seriously. What's, I mean, okay, it's a virus, but what, what makes it quantum here? Yeah, is this, like, is it, because I think Dante, like, rubs his face and he's like, he can't, like, Implying that it's a quote-unquote quantum virus means that it's, like, a virus that exists in a quantum state. And I don't, A, I don't quite understand how that's possible, and B, I don't quite understand why you even need that, because viruses already replicate, like. It, uh, so a quantum virus is a virus that one spreads incredibly easily. Um, even the slightest exposure to it will affect you. Okay, so it's a, it's a naming convention. It is, in fact, not... The quantum part is because it... <sighs> Sounds dope. It was the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh... It's got racing stripes. <laughs> Uh, we invented you see we invented it in the 90s (laughs) it takes your body apart at the atomic level Mm. gross yeah uh i am not a biologist so i cannot tell you the specifics of it but (laughs) the the entire reason that we three are here and he gestures to the other two andalites uh, is because certain members of the Andalite War Council and he kind of like stops talking um, and uh, Aksumiri picks it up and is like wanted to uh, release a quantum virus on Earth. And we stopped that from happening. And what species was that virus going to target? Are you, do you, I think Dante turns, you just want to make them say it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Andalites are not as good biologists as the Arn. It was targeted towards Yerks. That doesn't mean there wouldn't have been collateral damage. Huh. Why not? Why even bother with a quantum? Like, why even not? Why not just glass our planet at that point? That would require sending part of the fleet here. 
And they cannot spare the dome ships. Glad the eradication of our species doesn't it doesn't warrant a house call. And I think Graw, uh, kind of like shakes off Jet, who has been talking quietly to him, uh, points at Aximiri and Solon, like, "Are you not going to tell them the rest of it?" Uh, and Aximiri visibly winces. And so does Solon. Uh, and yes, uh, please tell us the rest of it. And Gras says, "Story's been so good up until now. This is not. This is not the first time the Andalites have tried to use a quantum virus to try to solve their problems." Oh, I'm fucking shocked. Uh the difference, of course, is that this time they actually deigned to target the Yerks instead of the hosts. I guess we weren't valuable enough to save. <laughs> Dante rubbing his head. He's like... <sighs> Fucking... Great. Sweet. Sick. I'm gonna go throw this bug overboard. No! Why not? Ex give me exactly one good fucking reason why not, Adrian. Like, he's a piece of shit. We have paperclipped his fucking ass here long enough, and he's done fuck fucking all. And then his big solution to our problem, knowing who the fuck we are to begin with, is this? We cannot... He's not contributing to the team. He's not like a good person who's just around to vibe. And we cannot, in any good conscience, let him go back to the, the enemy. He saw, a he saw a nail and decided flat-out genocide was the solution to this problem. I'm not convinced it wasn't the Elemist who gave him that idea. I'm fucking sure it was, but I also feel like he could have gotten there on his own. And also, he didn't... Oh, mm. <laughs> You're... Mm. Fuck you for bringing up a good point. <laughs> that he probably didn't have a conversation, it just appeared in his fucking brain. Alright. Better fucking learn to swim, though. My other points still stand. I would like it to be noted. I was at least partially right. I'm not saying you were fully wrong here. I'm just saying it's not necessarily his fault. Okay. Fair this enough. This time. This time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a small knock on the door. <laughs> can I come back in? No. <laughs> you upset everybody. Do you understand why you upset everybody? I think so. I I know you're not going to believe me, but I did not intend to. Oh, I'm sure you didn't intend to, but you also didn't think, like... Are you you got to stay in the corner for a little while longer and think about what you did. 
Can I at least explain to you my results? I look at the Andalites. Am I going to get irrationally mad at the results? Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what results specifically he's talking about. I turn to to Jet and Gra. What do you guys want to do? He clearly has something to back up his proposal. I highly doubt that he's already manufactured such a thing. Uh, He simply hasn't. He doesn't have the equipment or the time currently. He probably literally just found out about this. Or the the thought literally just came to his head. Worst case scenario, we've had 24 hours. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we're playing with a we're playing on a time scale that no longer makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did send him to work on something, and this is just a solution that he came up with. Maybe he has other results to describe. All right. Your call. Uh, I think Jet puts uh, a hand on Gra's arm and says, let's hear him out. At least that way he won't be as insufferable when he goes to sit in the corner. (laughs) Okay, you can come in. (laughs) Opens the door, shuffles in. Um... Adrian, as someone who has spent a little bit of time with Quaffa Genovan, uh, there is a nervousness to him that you usually don't see. Because normally this guy is just a fucking ass. Like, on every mm-hmm. possible opportunity, he just <laughs> wants to make everybody else feel inferior to him. Uh, but he... <laughs> Almost he- certainly heard Dante through the door. <laughs> and and Dante, like, ushering him out probably emphasized the fact that he's half the size of we, that uh-huh. we are. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and so he comes in, and he's, like, uh, got his, his hands clasped in front of him. Uh, and he says... Um, I have, in fact, been looking into the project that you wanted me to regarding removing a yerk from a human skull. And based on all of the anatomical research that I have been able to do on both species, I don't think it's possible without severely damaging the host and or the yerk. The way that the Yerk interfaces with the brain is it, it's it spreads out to like a membrane thickness and seeps into the many crevices of the human brain, uh, which is a relatively unique feature in the universe, at least. Uh, and it would be extremely difficult to ensure that the entire yerk was removed. 
uh, and in removing the entire yerk, it's entirely possible you would cause brain damage. Okay. Fair now the, th the thought occurred to me of a quantum virus, and he, like, is looking around the room kind of hesitantly um, and, like, shuffles his feet a little bit. Uh, as a potential solution to this particular problem, because, uh, and he, he stands up a little straighter. He says, we are, are uh, unparalleled biologists. I could ensure that it affects only the Yerks. Uh, the downside, of course, would be that the hosts whose Yerks die in their brains might experience some side effects uh, similar to a uh, fever um, as, as their body got rid of any remaining remnants of the Yerks. But the quantum virus is exceedingly good at breaking things down. Oh no. I just had a thought. August did or Adrian? I'm trying did. to decide if Adrian has this thought. Ah. <laughs> I think Adrian says, How communicable is it? Exceedingly. Does it have to be? It is part of its construction, yes. Uh, and he looks at the Hork Bajir um, and he says, The Hork Bajir quantum virus that was manufactured by the Andalites obviously did not eradicate the, their race. Uh, but it did reduce the population by more than two-thirds. What if we... What if... I... What if it could be made into, like, a Yerk vaccine? Does it have to be communicable? Can we just... I don't know, pop a pill in somebody and it works in that person and that's it. He looks thoughtful. Um, and he says, not with a quantum virus. I could potentially synthesize a living virus that could do such a thing and be hostile towards uh, any invading Yerks. Um, but the there's no guarantee that such a virus wouldn't mutate in its host. Adrian closes his eyes and is just like, fuck. Well, what's to prevent this quantum virus that we're, you're proposing from mutating in its hosts? In this vast petri dish that is our planet. I am very good at what I do. Human beings are very good at fucking shit up, though. He uh, diplomatically doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they, let me put it this way. With a quantum virus, the likelihood of mutation is less than a hundredth of a percent. The likelihood with a living virus would be closer to 5%. God damn it. We can't do this. We've got people out there. Yeah, I'm not... Why are we... <laughs> Dante looks at Adrian. No, like... this is this oh. is at Quaffigenovon. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought Adrian was just making this statement out, out loud, and Dante's gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's been he's been addressing Quasva Genovan, so this is this is to him. Uh, Quasva Genovan kindly kind of shrugs, um, and says, "Obviously, I cannot do anything without your go ahead because I haven't the resources." Uh, So I will not. Very quiet. Cal is trying, doing a bad job. Um, I've sort of pulled away from where everyone is sitting and is leaning against the wall, trying to get their breathing under control. And here's the thing, the way Kel has been using morphing, um, they've been training themselves to make it kind of an instinctive thing to keep themselves safe. So if they fall or if they need to run, they are gonna be less hurt in theory and they've gotten quite good at it and in this moment as they are panicking and struggling to breathe their lungs are getting larger inside their chest and their heart is getting larger and then their rib cage is expanding to accommodate these larger organs as their body races to find a solution to the fear running through them. And Kel is morphing polar bear very quickly. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Cal hasn't morphed the polar bear before, have they? No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need a mad polar bear. Uh, don't need... Dante was letting Kel have some time, just not trying to crowd. He understands. But, uh, there, there's, uh... A, a panicked polar bear is not what we need in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> um... Dante noticing that Kel is uh, rapidly <laughs> shape-shifting. Um, it's like, well, I've got roughly yep. two minutes to make sure we all don't get eaten by a polar bear. Let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I think he slips, gets up from his chair, moves, not like in a run, not like a scary run, but like in a, like a, you know, a, a, uh, dutiful walk, um, and slips into, like, into Kel. Is Kel taller than him yet or nah? Oh, yeah. I think, okay. like, the clo- outer clothes have started ripping mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. their hair has gone sort of, I want to say white, but polar bear fur is not actually white. It's transparent. So, <laughs> but it's doing that. Like, they're definitely larger and the hair has gone, like, kind of, clearish white. It's definitely not its usual colour and their mm-hmm. skin tone is like fading fast. Okay. Um, their skin tone is actually getting darker. Yeah. Polar bear skin Oh, is they like... go black, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yes. Correction. Skin tone <laughs> is growing darker. Um, so, yeah, I think Dante oh, slips into line of sight, like, gentle hand on cheek to, like, direct direct vision to like look at him um as like hey i need you to take a deep breath be here right now now wherever you are I need you to like starts doing deep breathing like and focus on that just the breathing You want me to roll a morph check, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> Can I help? I'm aiding. I will take one stress to aid in this. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, sorry. I was like, well, I don't need to stress. <laughs> I probably, like, maybe I could do something different, but. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rolling one dice <laughs> with that help. So. Oh, no. That's two. Oh, wait, hold on a second. No, you're not rolling one dice. Why not? You're rolling two. Why? Because I have uh, two pips on my relationship clock with you. That means you have have to take two stress, then. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Okay. God damn it! Tried hard. You did. That's a three. Uh, I guess I'm going to get eaten by a fucking polar bear. Uh, so it died as I lived. <laughs> Kel- <laughs> uh, Sorry. Dante comes in front, comes up in front of you, and is speaking soothingly, but it's hard to hear him over the rush of blood in your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, and It's always a bit of a guess when the animal mind will rise up during the morphing process. Usually, it's the last thing that happens. But it's not- doesn't do animals as much as Mm -hmm. they do other stuff either. Yeah, it's also not uncommon for it to happen a bit before that. Um, And so the polar bear mind Uh, surfaces underneath your panicked one. And the polar bear is confident. The polar bear knows it's the biggest, baddest thing on the face of the planet. Uh, 
and knows that nothing can hurt it. Uh, and it, you look down at this human in front of you who is touching you. Uh, and the thought crosses your mind that your territory has been invaded. Uh, you may resist. Yes, please. How are you resisting? Uh, that's a very good question, Danielle. Um... <laughs> This was all your idea. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know it was going to go this way. That's what I get for having an attentive boyfriend, I guess. It's fine. He'll morph it off. I It'll think, be fine. Yeah, I think it will have to be resolve. Mm -hmm. So, Because it is like Cal attempting to assert themselves. Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. get hold of the morph mm -hmm. because if, mm -hmm. if you want a second die to your uh to your resistance roll i can make a a argument for insight okay because it has to do with like examining your situation and recognizing who dante is mhm mm So that's that's my argument for insight. Yeah, no. I dig that. If you're happy, Danielle, like tapping into the analytical yeah. part of Kel's brain, wicked. Mm -hmm. So that's, I have three and we also have forged and fire. Correct. So that's four. Um, I don't have a macro set up for four. I should do that. So I'm going to do three and one. Hey. Nice. Okay. It's a six. On the resist. Yeah. So. So you have the thought that. Uh, this human is invading your territory. And you kill. Who is just beginning to come up. Out of this panic attack. Thanks to the. Just overwhelming sense of confidence and. Calm given to you by the mm -hmm. polar bear. Um, you, you can kind of see this thought process happening almost in a dissociative way. Mm -hmm. um, and you redirect the polar bear's thoughts. No, your territory is not under threat. No, that's our mate. Mm -hmm. Um, and that <laughs> uh, that calms and confuses the polar bear enough that you're able to seize control back again. Mm -hmm. I think we then just have the very amusing visual of full Coca-Cola ad polar bear sitting down <laughs> kind of a vibe. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> I am amused by this. 
And um, actually, yeah, like can't bring the to more back quite yet, but like sort of like flops uh, their muzzle on top of uh, Dante's head because <laughs> they don't want to risk hugging him while mm-hmm. a polar bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just in thought speak, Quiet says, I think I'm okay. Okay. He like hugs, he hugs back because he's not going to crush you by accident. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess turns <laughs> polar bear still wa- like still slumped over mm-hmm. him, just turns, you know, very mm-hmm. matter of factly back to the group. <laughs> 